happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Where the presence of God is, there is provision. In 1 Kings 17, we see a beautiful account of how God provides, sustains, leads, and guides. 1 Kings opens with Elijah, a prophet of God, following the commandments of the Lord and going exactly where God tells him to go. There is a drought, and God is telling Elijah where to go to have the water he needs. God personally feeds Elijah using the ravens he has instructed to bring Elijah bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening. Elijah's obedience to God allowed him to be where he needed to be to receive the blessings of God. Are you where you are supposed to be? Are you prepared to receive the blessings of God? Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures revealing the goodness of God. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. And what an absolute comfort and blessing it is to know that the Lord provides for us. But we also need to understand that the Lord's provisions will consistently come. But we need to be where they are coming, and we need to be in a position to be able to receive them. And God isn't going to bless an unclean wicked, sinful vessel. But God will bless those who confess their sins and ask the Lord to forgive them of their sins, like we're told in 1 John 1.9. And so as we begin to look at how God provides for those who follow after him, let's look in 1 Kings chapter 17. And I'm going to read all of 1 Kings 17 verses 1 through 16 in your hearing. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook of Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. So he went and did according unto the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook of Cherith, that is, before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up, because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath which belongeth to Zion, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, 
And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal and a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it unto me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and, and she did, and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Here we have Elijah, and let's look at him first. This is a man who is following after what God says. And he goes and makes his place, his living, his dwelling, by the brook. And he is completely dependent on the ravens to feed him bread and meat, both morning and at night. There's a couple of things here that I'd like to point out in your hearing for you just to think about as we read God's account in this scripture of his provision for Elijah, and not only Elijah, but for the widow and the widow's son. First of all, I want you to know that he was asked to get up and go to a place that he was not even going to be able to sustain himself. And he was having to listen to God say to him, the raven is going to feed you. Not that you're going to shoot and kill the raven and cook it, but the raven is going to bring the meat to you to eat. Now, I'm sure that had to sound a little odd to him. I'm sure that he could understand, okay, if I, if I dwell beside the brook, I get that I'll have the water that I'll need during this drought. But we can't live by water alone. And so he's now dependent completely upon these ravens. Now, here's what I want you to see. First of all, there's a drought in the land. And unless Elijah is in the place where he can get food and water, he is going to surely die. So Elijah obeys God and goes where he says go because that's what Elijah knows to do. And because Elijah is obedient to God, He's where he needs to be to receive the blessings of God. Elijah hears from God, and then he turns and obeys and does what God asks him to do. As a result of that, Elijah's needs are perfectly met. Now let's look at ourselves for a moment. Are we the type of Christians 
who believe in God so earnestly that when he tells us to go somewhere, one, we go, and two, when he tells us something that can't make any sense to us, that seems perfectly absurd to us, we go and we follow the plan and we allow God to do his work. That's what Elijah did. There's no way he thought that that was normal. I'm not sure how old Elijah is here, but he's a man. And it is my guess that ravens had never brought him food in the morning and brought him food at night ever before in his lifetime. But he's fully dependent on God, and nowhere in this account does it give us an indication that Elijah has any angst about it. He simply goes, and he does what God says. Now, I'd also like to point out that Elijah is fed in the morning and he's fed at night. And I would like to just entertain this thought for a moment in your hearing. We eat more than once a day, or at least most of us do. And in this account, Elijah's fed twice. Both in the morning, the early parts when his day begins, and he needs fed and full, full, and he needs to be filled up. And both in the evening, when perhaps the day and his activities and his work has drained the sustenance from him, and again, he needs filled up. Doesn't it seem reasonable that we should feed ourselves spiritually in the morning and feed ourselves spiritually in the evening? Because as the world unfolds before us each and every day, it takes a little bit out of us. But if we start the day filled with Jesus, by the end of the day, we may be close to empty, but we're not going to be empty. And then we fill ourselves up again so that when we wake up the next morning, we are ready to go, filling ourselves up even more. Doesn't it make sense that we should feast on the word of God in the morning and in the evening? And we have the opportunity to do it any time and all the time. But shouldn't we at least consider feasting on the word of God? In the morning and the evening? I'd also like to point out to you that he didn't store it up. If you remember, they didn't store it up when the Israelites were in the wilderness either. Remember, and they said if it did, it would rot and it was bad. They took what they needed and relied on God to give them what they needed again and again and again and again. As Christians, if we would learn this principle that we don't have to worry, we don't have to store up our angst, we don't have to do anything to receive from God the provisions he has for us, we simply need to be in the place he asks, and we need to be a vessel that is fit to receive it. When the woman went to the well, she went with an empty vessel. When we come to Jesus, we need to be an empty of the world. We need to be emptied of our self-pride. We need to be empty of our self-reliance. We need to be ready to be filled with all that God has for us. And that's what Elijah is doing when he leaves where he's at and he goes by the brook and he lets the ravens feed him. Well, then you see another interesting part of the story. 
Things are going along well. He did according to the word of the Lord. And the ravens did exactly what God said. But in verse 7, it says that it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath. Well, he arose before and no doubt saw God keep his promise. And so now he's being told to go again. And again, he's being told he wouldn't be able to sustain himself. That he was going to have to depend totally upon God for his existence and sustenance because God had spoken to a widow lady and had told the widow lady what she was to do. See, Elijah is disciplined to not only hear the voice of God, but to obey God. And as God speaks to Elijah, we see that he does what God asks him to do. God instructs, and Elijah obeys. This is a pattern that we see in Elijah's life. Those who are following after him can bank on the fact that Elijah's going to do what God says. Can those around you bank on the fact that you're going to follow and obey God? Can they count on the fact that you're going to do what he instructs you to do? Is your faith so strong that it's evident to those around you? It needs to be. And we see what happens with faith. He obeys because he fully understands that as a servant of God, he must obey the voice of God. And we as servants and children of God must also obey the voice of God. 1 Samuel 15, 22 tells us that to obey the voice of the Lord is better than sacrifice. All of the scriptures, they ring with this anthem that obedience to God leads to an abundant life that we're promised in John 10, 10. We simply must be obedient to the voice of God. We must obey the word of God. We must take up our cross and deny ourselves And follow him daily. Great things happen when we seek God, when we listen to God, when we trust God, and when we obey God. See, these two instances in Elijah's life where he was by the brook being fed by the ravens and where we're going to find soon that he comes and the widow woman feeds him, these are not isolated experiences. Elijah knew He is God, and he followed his God. And you, too, can know him. And you, too, are going to be given a choice every day to follow him or to deny him. But we must lean in to Proverbs 3, 5, which says to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. 6 says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. 7 says, be not wise in thine own eyes, Depart from evil. Friends, we have a choice. Elijah had a choice. He's not that different than we are. He wasn't born to obey. 
He wasn't born sinless and perfect, and he did sin. But he had an intent to follow God. And Elijah was purposed in his heart and disciplined in his actions to obey the voice of the Lord. When you love the Lord with all your heart and all your understanding and all your soul and all your strength, this is better than burnt offerings and sacrifices. Scripture affirms this in Mark chapter 12 and verse 33. If we look at the life of Elijah, what we see is that Elijah understood what it meant to love the Lord and to serve the Lord with his entire being. He was fully focused on God and determined to do his will and not his own. And the reward for such a sold-out life was full protection, divine companionship, absolute provision, incredible rewards, and limitless power. Let's look at that for a moment. He gets up and he goes to Zarephath. And when he gets there, he finds the widow woman that the Lord had talked to. And he says, give me a little water to drink. And as she was going to get it, he then calls her and says, bring me a morsel of bread in thine hand. She says, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in cruise. And she says what she's getting ready to do is she's gathering these sticks together so that she can go and make for her and her son this last little bit of food that they could eat it and then die. This is the depravity that she's living in. Many of us listening to me right now have never felt that. We don't know what it's like to be at the bottom of the barrel. Some of us may, but all of us can testify that God's blessings upon our lives that are committed and disciplined and purpose and determined to live for him have been blessed and he has sustained us and he provides for us. But you want to see something that is amazing? Obedience is contagious. See, Elijah had a pattern and a discipline for obeying God. And so he finds himself in front of the widow. The widow has been spoken to by God because the Bible says that God had commanded her. And when Elijah comes and asks her for all she has, and then if you read a little bit further, he tells her to give it to him first. Here's where contagious obedience is on full exhibit. Because Elijah was obedient. He was in the place he was supposed to be. This woman's obedience is going to be the instrument and the vessel that God uses to supply not only her needs, but Elijah's. See, we need to understand that our lives are meant for more than just ourselves. And that sometimes what you're going through, that God is 
directing you through and leading you through and protecting you through and providing for you while you're going through it is for someone else's benefit. It must have seemed incredibly difficult ask for Elijah to ask her to take all she had and give it to him first. But Elijah understands that you can't outgive God, and so he explains to the widow woman who had been spoken to by God that if you do this, you'll have all the meal and you'll have all the oil you need, and when this drought is over, you'll still be here and you will help be fine. See, when multiple obedient people come together, miraculous and amazing things happen. You got to seek obedient people. Seek godly people in your life. Associate yourself with people who know the Lord, fear the Lord, love the Lord, and obey the Lord. Here are two obedient individuals. And it's a miracle that's getting ready to take place. She doesn't have enough for the two of them to eat, yet the three of them eat, not just one meal, but meal after meal after meal, after meal. Because little is much when God is in it. When his hand touches your life, you can do things you can't even imagine. And the scripture says in Ephesians 3.20 that he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that is in us. As much power as we allow to fill our lives, we can allow to distribute through our lives and we'll do amazingly great things. We can be a powerhouse for the Lord because of the dwelling of the Holy Spirit in us. And he is limitless. Therefore, we are only limited by our own constraints that we put upon ourselves. Part of helping ourselves to be all we can be for Jesus is to associate with people who have a common goal as well. See, when you associate with people who love the Lord, fear the Lord, Know the Lord and obey the Lord. You're going to live an exciting, God-filled, miracle-filled, extraordinary life, and it's going to be all in the presence of God. You're going to find yourself not only in the presence of God, but also in the presence of like believers all experiencing the same amazing kind of things. And with each miracle, your faith will be increased and your walk will be strengthened. You will be living a power-filled life and you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. See, some of the doldrums we find ourselves in and some of the weak moments and challenges that we have that we seem to go in defeat is because we are not keeping our eyes on the Lord and seeking him and obeying him. Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. The only way we can lose is if we give the surrender flag up. Now, it may not always be easy. I can't imagine what it must have been like to get bread from a raven and meat from a raven. And I'm sure the very first couple of times were tricky and probably kind of not what he was looking for had he had a choice. But Elijah teaches us something and the widow woman teaches us something that we all have to keep hold of. And that is that we all have a choice. 
Joshua says, choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Have you made that declaration to choose who you're going to serve? Have you made God Lord of your life? Are you allowing him to clean you from the inside out? Are you following his commands, reading his word, allowing him to feed you morning, noon, and night? Are you bowing your head in prayer and submitting your life to him? This is what leads to the abundant life. This is what allows him to provide all things he has for you. This is what puts you in the right place at the right time to receive the blessings of God. As Elijah enters Zarephath and he's instructed by the Lord, just as the Lord said, he found the woman there. When he directs you, he provides for you. God has a plan for you, and it is to prosper you and to give you an expected end. We read that in Jeremiah 29, 11. He's not going to lead you where he won't provide you. He will provide for you with every step he leads you. And when you get there, he won't drop you. When we follow him, that is when we live in the abundance and blessing. When Elijah meets the woman, he asks her for that food. Now listen to what happens. She's in a grave predicament, as I spoke about earlier. But her faith is bigger than her predicament. Can you say that out loud? Her faith is bigger than her predicament. God has instructed her to feed the prophet. The prophet has trusted God to work out the details and to provide for him. And now both are faced with the decision to either believe God to be exactly who he says he is and do what he says he will do or not. Elijah knew God. It's clear to me as we see the actions that unfold in 1 Kings 17 that so did the widow woman. One, God talked to her. Clearly she heard him. And then she obeyed. Elijah was bold in his speech. I've read this over and over again. But he says to her to bring the first of what she makes to him. Not after she feeds herself. Not after she feeds her son. But to bring the very first of what she makes. It couldn't have made sense. Not in a reasonable way. But see, faith does something interesting. It throws reason out the window. It has no use for logic. And it never fails. God is asking her to give all she has to the prophet and to feed him first. I believe God is asking us to give all we have to him and to place him first. See, when she gives the prophet the food first, it denotes that he was the most important there, that his sustenance meant more than the rest of theirs. How hard that must have been. Or maybe not. Maybe she knew God so well 
that she wasn't concerned about him taking care of her because she already had proof she heard him because he had told her the prophet was coming and that she was going to have to feed him. And that's exactly what had happened. And what God is faithful in one thing, he'll be faithful in the next. But in order for this miracle to take place, for both the mother and the son and the prophet to be sustained for the next many days, those two had to come together in obedience to the word of God. Logic wasn't on their side. Self-reliance wasn't going to work. But God. Let's all say that in our hearts. But God. You simply can't outgive him. Elijah and the widow, when faced with the decision to trust and obey, they did just that. They trusted in the Lord with all their heart. They didn't lean into their own understanding. They did acknowledge him, and he did direct their paths. They were not wise in their own eyes. They feared the Lord, and they departed from evil. Faith was on full display, and it opened all the possibilities for Elijah and the widow woman. God had instructed. Now he was asking her to obey, and the prophet of God was fully depending on God to make the way. And the scripture says, And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days, and the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. 1 Kings 17, 15, and 16. Faith prevailed. Obedience provided abundance. Blessings flowed. And the presence of God provided. Just as he says in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, his grace is sufficient. When we look at 1 Kings 17 and we look at the life of Elijah and we look at the life of the widow woman and we watch the hand of God provide, here's some things that we learn. Obedience sets heavenly things in motion and gives God the green light in your life. Faith unlocks heaven's doors and opens all possibilities. If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes, according to Mark 9, 23. We need to believe and watch all of heaven move and unfold in our lives. Trust and obey and enjoy the presence of God. Bask in his goodness by following his commands. In the presence of God, there will always be provision. He is always more than enough. My friend, trust and obey. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. 
We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the gospel group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl